Hello, I'm Stephen Groom. Welcome to Let God Speak. Did God speak to his people in the past? Does God speak to his people now? And if he does, what does he speak about? And for what reason? Please join us as we seek to answer these important questions. On our panel today, we have Hannah Nakagawa and Alan Fisher. Welcome, Hannah. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. Before we begin, let us open in prayer. Bow with me. Thank you. Dear Lord, please help us to understand your end time message and then live our lives according to your will to be in harmony with you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So our first question is towards you, Hannah. So did God communicate with mankind in the past and according to the Bible? And what wide, how widespread were these messages? I mean, were they local or were they worldwide? Sure. Let's begin with Amos chapter 3, verse 7. The Bible says, it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servant, the prophet. I like how it says, surely the Lord God does nothing. So God surely gives a um, message to his prophet so that it will go, um, yeah, go around, around the universe as well. When we look at the Bible um, in Genesis um, chapter 6, 7, we know that uh, God gave no other message of worldwide flood so that he could warn people as well. Um, not only that, uh, we know that in the book of Daniel chapter 9, uh, the first coming of Messiah, uh, that this prophecy is given so that people would know when Jesus is here and they will be saved eternally as well. Thank you. And so um, we see that God's message is for our benefit, isn't it? Yes. It's not, so we should listen to them. And so we see that God had a special message in the past. Does God have a special message for a worldwide message for us in this present time? just before Jesus comes again, Alan? Yes, well, um, Matthew 24, 14 tells us that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. So the purpose of this is to give everybody an opportunity to respond to the gospel and so they can be saved in the end. Yes, and so how important how we respond to this message is, um, you know, we can either be saved to God's eternal kingdom mm. or we will be lost, won't we? So it's to our benefit to listen to this message. Definitely. So can you expand upon this go uh, gospel of God's kingdom that's spoken of in Matthew 24, verse 14, Hannah? Sure. The Greek word euangelia, um, this defines as gospel or good news. So in English, so it's a good news that Jesus has died, but he's, he was resurrected and he's in heaven now. And um, all who believe in his death and um, yeah, 
because he took the penalty for us. He um, replaced for our uh, penalty so that uh, whoever believe in him will not be not perish but have everlasting life. That's such a good news. We cannot um, forgive ourselves. We cannot take uh, replace our punishment but Jesus has done and also he um, God um, give us the Holy Spirit so that the Spirit will convict our sins so that he will lead us into truth and he will um, give us the power to overcome sin so that is the good news of the gospel oh thank you for that and so we see that um, and one another attribute of the Holy Spirit in Acts 1 8 is that he will give us power to preach the gospel to the world. Definitely. And we've already seen, as you mentioned, that um, there's a special worldwide message to go to all the world in the end time before Jesus comes back. And so is there any other place in the New Testament, Alan, that expands upon this message that has to be given? Uh, yes, certainly. Revelation 14. There's a lot more detail given. We'll read this. It's quite a lengthy passage. Revelation 14, 6 to 12. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, that's every language group, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which has poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So this message is to go to everybody worldwide, just like Noah's message before the flood. It's to go to everybody in the world, every nation, every language group, so everybody will have a chance to decide and um, so they can prepare to pass the test and be saved in God's kingdom. Thank you. So this message hasn't gone to every person yet, so it hasn't fully been fulfilled yet, has it? Not yet. It runs concurrent, concurrent with the mark of the beast issue that is still future. Mm. So, Hannah, is there any indication with this um, end time message that everyone will listen to it? Well, unfor well unfortunately, no. Um, the Bible says that, um, actually, I will read uh, Matthew 24, verse 37. It says, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So the time of the before the, uh, Jesus comes and the time of Noah was compared in our Bible. And we know that the time of Noah, people were 
um, describes like evil continually, their souls, their action, they were evil continually as well. So yes, um, unfortunately, people would not, not all the people would accept this message. But at the same time, we do have a choice, a choice of freedom, uh, whether we choose to follow God or whether we reject God. And yeah, God has given us this freedom of life. So yeah, we can use, exercise our freedom and we can choose, make a decision to follow God. As well. Thank you. And so how many people were saved, Hannah, in the, in the flood? It was only eight people. Eight people. Mm. However, there were other people who died just before the flood came. Mm. We think of like Methuselah and others. So there was more than that. Mm. And how sad that in the end time, um, maybe not everyone will listen to this message. Mm. But that's no reason that it's up to us. It's, as individuals, we can decide whether we want to um, listen to it or not. There's no reason why everyone listening to this program can accept the Lord and be saved. That's right. The invitation is for everyone. Thank you. Yeah. In Revelation 14, 7, it says that um, we should give glory to God because um, of his judgment has come. That is, there is a special investigative judgment mm. um, before Christ's return. Can you give a little background context for this judgment, please, Alan? Yeah, well, we go back to Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, and um, or verse, around verse 10. And it tells us how that, in verse 10, and how the judgment was set and the books were opened. And we read here in Daniel how the Son of Man, that's Jesus, comes to the Ancient of Days, that's God the Father, and how they'll go through the records of people's lives to see who's accepted Jesus as their Saviour, and secondly, who's accepted Jesus as the Lord of their lives. Mm. Can you expand, Hannah, on how we give glory to God? Sure. As stated in Revelation 14, 7. Is yeah. there any other way of saying this? Yeah, after that verse, if we look at uh, verse 12, which is in uh, Revelation chapter 14, it says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So those people uh, described as saints, these people who are saved, um, they will be keeping the commandments of God. So give glory to God. It also means um, keep the commandments of God to follow His way, not our own way. Um, so yeah, uh, here, keeping the commandments means uh, keeping the Ten Commandments. So yeah, those people would be keeping the commandments so that they would give glory to him. And of course, there were other commandments like in Moses' law, for instance, mm. the health laws and the sanctuary laws. Mm. Are they still binding on us now? Well, um, we don't have to keep the ordinance of the sanctuary service anymore. Yeah. When the veil was ripped in two, when Jesus died on the cross, it fulfilled that, that sanctuary message, didn't mm. it? And the temple services were no needed to be um, continued just as Jesus fulfilled the death of the Lamb. And so while the judgment is continuing and ongoing, people have the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, give glory to Him, and, and be saved when Jesus comes back again the second time. Um, does this door of mercy remain open forever? And I'll give you an instance of um, 
some people who, who respond to this message. Um, in Acts chapter 24 and verse 25, Paul, it says that the apostle Paul reasoned to Felix of righteousness, um, self-control and a judgment to come. He spoke of a judgment to come. We, uh, we are telling of a judgment that has come, that is here already. Yeah. Um, now, Felix responded to Paul's invitation. He said, um, enough for now. Go your way. And when I have a more convenient season, I will call for you. Is this an appropriate response to, to the last day message or any message from God? Alan? Well, the Bible tells us the time's going to come when the decisions will be finalised. It will be too late to decide one way or another. We read in Revelation 22, 11, where it says how the time will come when he says, He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. So, yeah, by that time it will be too late to accept the Lord as our Saviour. So you read from Revelation 22:11. That's and right. Th there's also a parallel text in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. I'd just like to read that one. It says, "At that time shall Michael stand up, stand up from his um, priestly work in the most holy place, the great prince who stands for the children of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation." even to that same time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who shall be found written in the books. Just like we read in Revelation 14 and verse 7, the books were opened. And so whoever has their name written in the books, and that is given to those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, aren't they? Their name is written in the yes. book of life. Mm. And so when everyone has made up their They've heard the message of warning. They've made up their mind. Um, probation closes, as we've just seen. What happens next in the timeline of this earth's history, Hannah? Can sure. you tell us? Um, if we read and um, go to Revelation chapter 15 and 16, we can't go read all of them, but we know that the seven last plague fall upon the people who rejected God's mercy. They know that God loves them. They know that God tried they, uh, tried everything to save them, but they rejected. So the seventh um, last plague would fall on them. Yes. So how do you feel about this? Does this how important does this make our message in the end time? Mm. Yes, it is important that we make a decision today. Yeah. It adds a sense of urgency to mm. the gospel message, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to respond in the positive to God's end time um, message. Yeah. And so is there any way that we can know at Jesus' second advent um, as to whether we will be the saved who, who will go to heaven when Jesus comes again or whether we will be the lost um, and be destroyed? I mean, a lot of people say to me, you know, I just hope I'll be right with God when he comes again. Mm. Is there any way of knowing how now, Alan? Well, we need to think about what side are we on now because every day, and even in the little things of life, every action, every decision mm. of life, we're deciding which side we're on. And it's very unlikely that somebody who's been making all the wrong 
decisions now will suddenly come good and come on God's side at the end, especially when the force of the whole world is against them. And so, yeah, now every day we've got to be preparing and choosing and obeying God's commandments. You know, he says, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And so... And his commandments are not burdensome. That's right, yeah. Do we love to do what he says? Mm. Well, if we love him, we'll love to do what he says, won't we? Mm. Yeah. So it's um, the work of transformation. It's not going to all happen when Jesus comes. We're not going to suddenly be changed in character. Now, day by day, in everything we're doing, we're developing our characters. And so now's the time to be converted. So when the final test comes, we'll be on the right side then. There's a text in Hebrews chapter 3 that says, Today, if you hear his voice, yes. do not harden your harden your hearts. Mm. Many people tell me, oh, tomorrow or the next day, mm. I, I will think about doing it. Mm. Today. Because we don't have the assurance of tomorrow, do we? That's so true. Yeah. And day by day, we are living in a very sinful world, being tempted. There are a lot of things, um, trials and difficulties. That's why we need to really surrender our heart to God so that yeah, we can invite God's presence to our heart, to, to us, to our life, so that He can live in us as well. And when we continue to do that, we can, um, yeah, um, when He comes back, we will see Him and with rejoicing. Amen. Mm. So do we love to spend time with Him now? That's a big question, especially in the reading of His Word mm. and communing with fellow believers and having Bible studies. So what happens next after the seven last plagues, Hannah? Sure. So let's uh, read Revelation 14 and verse 14. The Bible says, Then I looked and behold, a white cloud and on the cloud sat one like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. So uh, it is the second advent of Jesus Christ. Um, at this return, uh, Jesus separated the wheat. Um, if we look at Matthew 43, we know the story of um, the wheat and the tares. But um, yeah, he will separate the wheat who are true believers um, from the rest of the people who rejected God's mercy and grace, uh, who have not been uh, killed by the seven uh, last plague. So, um, yeah, if we look at Matthew 43, verse 24 to 30, um, we know that the story tells us about this. And finally, there will only be two sides, um, people who uh, follow God and people who um, yeah, follow the world. And the decision we are making today, every day of our life, are deciding which side we want to be. Thank you for that. And in the text you just re read, uh, Math uh, Revelation uh, 14, verse 14, yes. you spoke about the Son of Man. Yes. Um, Alan, what's the significance in this title? It's referring to Jesus, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus used this title often to refer to himself 82 times in the Gospel. Mm. In the Gospels, he used the title Son of Man to refer to himself. And it's, he used it as an expression of endearment, we could say, to identify with us. You'd think that it would talk about him as the son of God and um, we'd be the son of man, but Jesus applied this to himself. It's interesting that 
this it says that in um, Luke that Adam was the son of God, and yet Jesus referred to himself as the son of man so he could identify with us. And um, not just as a human being, but also back in Daniel 7 where we were reading about the judgment, it uses that term there to return to refer to Jesus. It says, Behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Yes. So what is, this, what is the ultimate purpose, Hannah, of mm. preaching the everlasting gospel to everyone? Yes. Just before the Son of Man returns in glory. Yeah. The reason that the gospel is to be given to um, this is so that mankind would be prepared for God's uh, return and for in the glory and majesty. And those um, who don't prepare would be destroyed by the brightness of the Son of Man because we cannot um, enjoy the brightness, um, glory of God. Uh, we know from uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8. Let me um, read this one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So um, the message will be given beforehand so that all of us will be um, prepared and to be ready for his return. Thank you. And so now we're going to look at just a few texts that speak about the Son of Man in the Bible. And so... Um, Starting with Matthew 16, 27, Alan, what does this text tell us about the Son of Man? Well, verse 27 says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward everyone, each according to his works. So at his first advent, the first time Jesus came, his glory was veiled, but at his second advent, it won't be veiled. He'll come in the glory of his Father and with his angels. So it's almost like an upside-down world. In Jesus' first advent, he came as a human being, as Paul says in Philippians chapter 2. And not only as a human being, but as a poor human being, born in a manger, um, was suffered like no other human was, mm. died on a cross, treated very badly, mm. but... When he comes the next time, he'll be um, completely opposite. He'll be come back as God, which yes. he was beforehand. Is that right? Yeah. And so um, what does Matthew 24 verses 27, 30 tell us about um, the return of the Son of Man? Sure. Um, Matthew chapter 24 verse 27 and 30 it says, um, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 13, it says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribe of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So um, it would, it doesn't seem like it's a secret event at all. <laughs> it will be very um, visible. And so it's also, not a secret rapture? No, um, it will be very, um, everyone would notice. Yes, um, every eye would see. As it's well. not like I'll say, oh, did you see Jesus came the other day? I missed it. 
But no one's going to say that, are That's they? right. If you heard that, you, can, you shouldn't believe it in it because the Bible says it will be like a lightning and everyone, every eye would see it. Yes. So, yes, it will be very visible and we know that it will be audible as well, like a lightning. Um, and the son of man's coming uh, will not be a um, welcome event, though, for everyone, um, for those people who rejected. It says that um, all the tribes of the um, earth will mourn because they were not prepared. They did not. They were not ready. So, um, yeah, he will um, appear in a great glory, and those people who are waiting for Jesus will be glad and rejoicing and praising God. Yeah. But those people who are not ready would mourn. And his glory must be magnificent because it says the wicked call for the rocks to to fall on them and hide them from him. Mm. And so it shows that if we have sin still um, on us, then we will not welcome the glory of God, is it? Mm. So that shows us our work we have to do before Jesus comes again is to purify ourselves through the work of the Holy Spirit and by accepting Jesus, your Lord and Saviour. And so... Um, our next text, Alan, is um, Matthew 25, verses 31 and 32. What does this tell us about the Son of Man? Right, well, this tells us that when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. So in the end, he's going to divide the world into two groups, those who are saved and those who are lost. Yes, and what decides what sort of, how, what makes the decision possible about who is lost and who is saved? Alan? Well, it's our own decision, isn't it? So it's based upon the decisions made by each individual Mm. according to reception or rejection of God's message. Mm. And we're making those decisions right now. Yeah. And so in Revelation 14, 14, the Son of Man is pictured wearing a crown of victory as opposed to a crown of, of uh, ruling, which is a diadem. He's wearing a victorious crown um, on his head. What is the significance of Jesus wearing a crown of uh, victory at his return, Hannah. Sure. So at, the, at Jesus' first advent, he wore a crown of thorns, symbolized shame, and um, he was mocked. He was uh, despised and rejected by men. And he, um, he was ridiculed. Um, but now he wears a crown of glory and comes as a king of kings and lord of lords. Um, and he will come in a glory and majesty. Thank you for um, telling us that. And thank you for participating today. That is all we have time for. And let us close. So God has given a message to every nation, tribe, tongue and people in these last days. It is a final call to accept Jesus as your Lord and Master before he returns and takes his people back to heaven with him. Those who have not prepared will miss out. Which side are you on? We are either on God's side being transformed by his righteousness or we are not. We are either saved or we are not. 
The good news is that if you recognize that at this time you are not fully on God's side, you can change that status right now. Why don't you do that? Either way, why don't you contact us at 3ABN and talk to us about it? You'll be glad you did. We are glad you joined us on Let God Speak. You can view us all our past programs on our website, 3abn.org.au. Teachers notes are there also. Thank you. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.